The earth is alive, yeah. and we gotta take care of it. If we want it to thrive, then we gotta take care of it. Cause if I do my part, and you do your part, every little bit adds up. Cause if I do my part, and you do your part, we can clean this whole world up. The earth is alive, and it's floating out in outer space. Whoa, everybody's in the human race, bro. We should take care of our place, so we're not gonna let it go to waste. Oh, we're on the clean green team. Every day is Earth Day, so it's routine. Plant a seed, grow a tree, then repeat again. It's how we breathe, cause the forest makes our oxygen. Welcome to the Dizzy Guys Uncensored, and welcome to what has become an annual tradition of our third annual Earth Day episode. This is episode 109, recorded on April 19th, 2021. We're your host for tonight, Drew, Bob, and Tim, and we're going to take a look at the Disney Wilderness Preserve. We'll also revisit our very own Earth Day celebrations from the last two years, and we'll touch on some low-key news from this week. So, Jumbo, everyone, let's get moving. And of course, Drew and Tim, you know that this episode, as usual, is sponsored by our very good friends over at Wish Upon Magic and Etsy Storefront. I'm sure by now all you listeners have heard us tell you about how great the sun catchers, keychains, and exquisitely detailed handmade home goods are. So I don't want to talk about all that tonight. I would like to point you in the direction of the Passport Stamp Sticker Collection, featuring Paradise Falls, Agrabah, Arendelle, Wakanda, and Pride Rock, among many others. These stickers are brilliantly designed and amazingly fun to stick on your water bottles or laptops. And Drew, just like every sticker you get from Wish Upon Magic, they are completely waterproof. You certainly don't want to pass these up. And when you shop at Wish Upon Magic, you can feel good because a portion of every purchase goes to the Make-A-Wish Foundation to help spread the magic. And if you mention the Disney guys uncensored in the notes section at checkout, you will get a magical freebie. Wish Upon Magic, your place for fluffy handmade items, exquisite watercolor prints, and one of my personal favorite items, the Mystery 8-Pack of Stickers, where you never know what you're going to get. Selections are updated regularly, so be sure to give them a follow on Instagram, at Wish Upon Magic, and be sure to visit their website at www.wishuponmagic.com, the Etsy storefront, where you can find magical news selections every week. And of course, as always, this episode is also made possible by our lovely friends over at Patreon. To become a Patreon subscriber, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash the Disney Guys Uncensored for all information. Tim, that's all the bookkeeping I have for you tonight. Yeah, kind of a slow news week. Uh, a couple of big ones, though. The Wilderness Lodge is finally reopening. Uh, it previously had been open in a kind of a limited DVC capacity, but this will be regular rooms, both buildings. So uh, if you like staying at Wilderness Lodge, and I think you should, it's a great resort, especially with our topic this week. If you want to reconnect with the Earth a little bit, uh, that'll be booking up um, June 6, 2021. So right around the corner. And uh, things really seem to be ramping up uh, come June with uh, capacity and uh, reservations and stuff at Walt Disney World. 
Uh, Shang-Chi trailer dropped today. Mm. I was surprised by it, but uh, Twitter somehow had the, the exact day pinpointed through some leaks and rumors, I guess. Uh, Bub has a note here. looks solid. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. The 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 Capnom. What's this guy? Who's the uh, the wizard guy? Doctor um, Doctor Strange. Yeah, the Doctor ah. Strange part of the the Marvel stuff is is really my least favorite part of it. I would mm-hmm. prefer my superheroes didn't have magic. I'll take mutants. I'll take monsters. Uh, somehow magic is is the, the hard one for me. But it does look solid. The kung fu stuff looks super solid. It looks like a like a real wushu film. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, Bob, you got anything to say about it? Yeah, I just like the fact that it's not Iron Man or Spider Man, and, and no, and, or Thor. And I love those movies. I do. I, I just, I'm excited for something a little bit different, despite Tim the similarities that it looks a little bit similar to a little bit Doctor Strangey in that instance. Mm-hmm. But I, I, this and Eternals for me are the two things I'm most looking forward to from the MCU because they are kind of different sets of characters that we haven't really met before yeah and 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 i think bub and i had this exact conversation and and just to to piggyback on what he said i agree as a a marvel or really becoming a marvel fan it's nice because i don't know anything about this character right it's not like you know what happens to spider-man you know what happens to the hulk you know what happens uh i don't know anything about these guy and uh, i'm excited to kind of see and learn about it um from a new perspective so yeah i'm excited yeah, I mean, Bob, you say it's not Spider-Man, it's not Iron Man, it's not Thor, but honestly, it's been a while since we've had both those characters and thematically who those characters are. Marvel's really been kind of pushing the boundaries with everything since Infinity War. I mean, WandaVision was extraordinarily experimental. I know you're waiting to binge Correct. Falcon and Winter Soldier all at the end, but I can tell you that's remarkably different than anything they've done thus far. All right, so um, what I'm saying is, is it's a different set of characters because Wanda and Vision were in the Avengers movies and clearly Winter Soldier has been in four, I believe, and Falcon. I'm just happy to get an expanded oh, lineup yeah, of characters I, I, here. Yeah, I got you. I think it's cool, though, that they're going in a different direction with the films in general. I mean, this looks yeah. very much like a big uh, mm-hmm. Chinese-style action film, these past few things, and then even the the... Black Widow movie that's eventually, I guess, going to actually come out soon um, is also looks quite different. Of you know, I did overlook that. Him, I, I am looking. For, I think that movie looks very good too. I do yeah. think Black Widow looks good. So looks like a Marvel does Mission Impossible kind of. I don't but disagree with that. Moving on from the Shang Chi trailer and the Marvel universe in general, um, the Disney look guidelines are uh, been relaxed. Uh, really the first, the biggest changes since facial hair was allowed in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, so Disney's relaxed. It's Disney look for cast members. Uh, this week cast members may now have visible tattoos in their body, but not head, face or neck that are not offensive. and can also wear jewelry, non-natural hair colors, um, non-natural nail colors and male cast members are allowed to wear any, uh, allowed to wear earrings and cast members are allowed to wear any costume regardless of gender slash gender identity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want to get super into it. I kind of had thought I was going to rant on this a little bit. But if you're one of the horrible people in all the news items, every time this comes up, because this has made it in the mainstream news, the biggest change to the dress code since 1955. <laughs> it's unbelievable. If, if, if you think it's going to ruin your vacation or <laughs> make your kids not understand the difference between a man and a woman... Uh, get over yourself because 
I'm in a lot of groups with Disney cast members and the number of people who have talked about how happy this makes them and how much better this is going to make their work lives. I mean, these people already do so much for us to make our Disney experience magical. Let them do what they need to do to feel comfortable. Get over it. The fact that it's news to me is the biggest problem to me. Like the fact that we're sitting here on a news segment of a podcast that's been going for almost two and a half years and we have to like applaud them for this because it's so, and I agree with the changes. I'm, I'm thrilled with the changes, but I just think it shows you how far we still need to come that this is even a talking point. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just because Disney's so unusual where mm-hmm. they push this progressive image. They give to progressive causes. They don't hide the fact that they stand for certain things, but then they had this dress code that has largely existed since they opened their first theme park and they were extraordinarily strict about it. So I think it's a good change. It needed to happen regardless of the company's position. That's just how the world is now. And uh, don't go on the CNN, Facebook or news articles and complain about it. It's just not worth your time or theirs. All right, moving on. Disney has announced have joined forces with the Association of Zoos, Aquariums and the Fish and Wildlife Federation of Florida the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, NOAA Fisheries, and SeaWorld. Hook it up with a competitor, or does this mean SeaWorld really is no one's competitor anymore? Um, Can I just say, Tim, you read that bullet excellently. That that was uh, a lot going on there. We'd have to do three takes with Drew on that one. (laughs) Well, we only have one take because it's live. Uh, So all those organizations joined up to form the Florida Coral Rescue Center in Orlando, the largest facility of its kind in the U.S., to help protect coral rapid spread of stony coral tissue loss disease, which has put 22 coral species at risk of extinction. So that's awesome that, uh, you know, all joking aside, Disney could join up with all those organizations and uh, work to protect this because this is a huge, huge conservation issue. Um and then other than that, Park Pass availability has been significantly replenished for summer. But this is already out of date because I am already hearing about people who've added on in-laws and grandparents and stuff onto trips only to find out that their park reservations that were open a couple of minutes ago are no longer open. Oh, yeah. Sort by of all thing. means, act fast. If you see an open date, book that. Crack, yeah, especially yeah. Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. They And if you are in that position keep checking because people are saying as long as you're persistent stuff keeps opening up and if you have people who aren't staying with you necessarily but you can add to a hotel reservation do it because there's a separate pool of dates for Mm -hmm. non ap resort guests um that might be a little bit easier to get so that's the news for this week and now we're moving on to the main topic All right, folks, Earth Week is here, and, you know, it's funny, because Bubba and I were like, you know, damn, a third year of Earth Day. definitely a Tim episode tonight. (laughs) We said, what are we going to do? We've we've talked about it. Nobody cares. And we're like, well, we care, kind of. Uh, And Tim's like, no, I think it's important. We need to do Earth Day. And I said, all right, you know, he kind of talked us into it. Uh, So what happened? We went from doing no Earth Day episode to doing an Earth Week uh, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I want to kind of reminisce for a minute. Uh, Earth Day is a, an important part for all of us, uh, especially Disney, uh, as we know and as we've talked about in the past. So 
What I want to do briefly is talk about the two other Earth Day episodes that we've done in the past two years. And just kind of recap them really high level. Uh, if you were not a listener back then, maybe go back and have a listen. And if you are a listener and you were a listener then, maybe go back and listen again. Who knows? Go crazy. It's Earth Week. Uh, so back in April of 2019, episode five, probably the best episode title in 109 episodes that the Disney Guys Uncensored have put out conservation conversation mm-hmm. um i think it was a overlooked bump as a you know misunderstood maybe you could say yeah, if i may Drew, that was a <laughs> it was just so we're clear it's 104 episodes ago <laughs> <laughs> jesus uh, uh yeah Drew, that- i'll tell you i enjoyed that. that was one of our i mean that and uh transportation and and recreation were, were oh. two of my favorites at the beginning of the first 10 though. weeks and yeah. they were like back to back those were brutal those, those were, tough. were tough a lot of, a lot of research heavy topics indeed indeed so april 2019 this was back when it was bub myself and jay good old jay hope he's doing well i actually talked to him uh today i talked to him today right, i think he just posted a teaser of the doctor strange poster in our discord which you can oh. access by joining our patreon for less than a cup of coffee a month See, Bob, I bet the fans didn't know that, that they have access to good old Jay every day, 24 hours a day. Jay will yeah. talk to you. He will. Uh, he will. I mean, I'm not implying he has no friends. I'm just implying that he will talk to you. He's there all the time. In- indeed. Uh, so, anyways, episode five, Conservation Conversation, April 2019. We had five topics, and God bless, rest in peace, random house of mouse. Uh, the first topic was Walt Disney Conservation. Uh, good old Drew, myself, I talked about it. Uh, we talked about Disney's kind of mission. We also mentioned about how one-third of Walt Disney World property is de- designated to conservation. That's a big one, right, Tim? That's a lot of people get that rumor going on. Oh, Disney purchased land. It, it's yeah, really every, everybody this thinks it's, that's the fifth gate every time yeah. they buy more of this conservation mm-hmm. land. But nope, they're just doing their part to offset uh, that the construction and stuff that they're already doing yeah. and especially with resorts right that's a big one a yeah. lot of these resorts take up a lot of land uh you know let's say several acres several you know maybe even 100 acres or, or whatever it might be and uh they have to backfill that in a way right um with, yeah, they with, displace some wildlife they have to you know yeah. fill in a lot of swamp land down there so you have to have a place for those things to go and disney is not going to build a resort that's going to displace the population unless they can have an equivalent habitat for that displaced population. They're very good about that sort of thing. Agreed. Uh, we talked about solar farms, and uh, little did you know, if you didn't know, they have the giant Mickey head solar farm on Walt Disney World property. And then we talked a little bit about reduction in plastics, where they uh, back then they were talking about getting rid of plastic bags, which we've seen. They talked about getting rid of straws, which we've seen, and lids. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, just recently, I don't know if you guys seen it this week. Today. Uh, in the Barbie line, uh, the Disney Princess Barbies I saw, they have these these uh, 100% recyclable um, plastic free plastic free Barbie. That was interesting, right? I th- I saw. I don't know if you guys seen the boxes. You can't actually see the princesses, right? You see the mm-hmm. cardboard picture of them. Yeah. What's your take on that? I mean, that's uh, it's interesting. Spoiler alert: People listen to the bonus episode coming up later this week. I actually touch on it in bonus episode 11. Oh, well, that was one of their initiatives from December of this past year. Yeah, but was to minimize the packaging on all of their products to be correct, uh, sustainably sourced and sustainable non-plastic. So. so more to come on that. But I think it's interesting, right, with with the the idea of you can't physically see what you're buying now. It's becoming more and more common. Um, honestly, like we have very very good printers that they true print the picture on the like it. 
it doesn't matter if you don't see it through a plastic window. As somebody who collects action figures, this is becoming more and more common in that world too. So I think this is just the direction we're gonna we're gonna see everything move in. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is like the straws where it was the paper straws at Animal Kingdom first, and now it's mm-hmm. the paper straws anywhere on Walt Disney's properties across the world. I think uh, we will see plastic-free packaging for all the packaged toys within the next five years. Can we all just agree the paper straws aren't great? No, they're terrible. We bring, hey, we bring a, straws with us now. I'm a big Not paper like, straw supporter. They're fine for the first 10 minutes, but then if you have a drink that's longer than 10 minutes old, it just gets soggy. I will tell you, don't ever try to use a paper straw with a slushy. That's my point. That's and not good. Oh, no. an Animal Kingdom? Yeah, that's no, no fun. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get. All right, anyway, topic two, we talked about the conservation fund. Now, if you guys remember me talking about all the Disney numbers and you thought that was dry, go listen to this topic back in episode five. I'm gonna tell Cons- you, I think this was the first time that I fell asleep during an episode. <laughs> it was uh, it was deep. It was deep. Uh, it, it's a lot of good information if you're into it. But uh, if you fast forward in that part, you're not going to hurt my feelings. But I'll tell you what, you will do me a favor if you go listen. That That is as much as you can do. Uh, just fast forward to the parts you don't like. Uh, topic three, Bob broke down uh, conservation in Disney media. This was a lot of not just the documentaries and Disney nature films, but kind of the history with Walt yeah. and how he really uh, dug into. Bob, you have, you have a 30-second overview of, of what yeah, it was? Yeah, I will tell you that that was a deeper dive than it ever needed to be. That's fair. I think <laughs> that, that I could mean, be a reoccurring theme about Especially Earth Day. <laughs> in the advent of Disney Plus, when everything is literally a button click away. Because yeah. Disney Plus back episode 5 was still 11 months away, or 7 months away, whatever it was. Mm. Disney Plus didn't exist when we started this podcast. It, which, again, is a mind-blowing fact, because I just feel like Disney Plus is a part of my life. But literally everything we talked about is available on Disney Plus. So Hey, some may say I kept the lights on, that the Disney guys uncensored. Uh, I would say that. A rich vein of content. Uh, topic four uh, is conservation in the parks. Uh, this was Jay. He kind of talked about uh, how conservation messages are portrayed in an actual attraction. So, um, some of our hidden messages, some of our very you know forthcoming. Uh, he talked about the living seas, the mm-hmm. land, and a lot of resorts. Now, if you broke down those four sub-bullets, they should probably be four independent, maybe six episodes. But yeah. no, folks, that was one-fifth of this episode. Um, and then we uh, ended topic five with fun facts. Just random <laughs> earth. I, you know, I don't even know what they are. I guess I tried to pull some examples, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, just fun facts. That's it. Uh, and then random house of mouse, the beloved random house of mouse. Some people miss it. Some people don't. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, we broke down. I'll be honest with you. That's true. <laughs> I missed well, the segment. I don't miss yeah. doing the research, though. That's fair. We um, we broke down our favorite nature films. And mm-hmm. I got to say, I got to question a lot of our answers here. I uh, question two answers. So Bob says Wings of Life, which I believe which is the butterfly film. Is an exceptional film about the relationship between uh pollinators and pollen and and how we would cease to exist without it it's funny it's a legitimate film it's 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 a nature film but it's funny coming from you of all people who is very allergic to pollen well tree pollen i mean i don't mind flowers just tree pollen mostly you don't you're not allergic to tree pollen i mean the flower but like flower i can smell flowers that's no big deal when the trees i'm screwed did you see winds of life tim i've not 
I oh, it's an exceptional there. film. Get out there and see it. It's on, is yeah, this like a that. modern era one, or is this like uh, newer? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. yeah, it is. Oh, okay. it's, uh, within the last 10 years, yeah. I didn't know if this was like one of Walt's ones. No, like so this 50s. one actually was released in France first, because the Americans don't care about these things, and then it did get a, a, a low-key release one of the Earth Days. Hey, you said it, not me. The Americans didn't care about it. I don't think they do. I mean, it's clear. I, I, that's it. I, it's a very I, heady subject for a nature documentary. It's like, what? Why do I want to watch a movie about bees and hummingbirds? Like, it's not an exceptional topic, mm. but I will tell you, it is very well done. It, it is fantastic. Oh, that's fair. And just so you remind you, audio listeners out there today, this is a live show on Facebook. Uh, we're going to be doing some of the more of these in the future, but I have to give a little shout out to Dwight Cook, who's here watching with us, who says, bring back the Random House of Mouse, Bob. Appreciate it, Greg. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, now, here's here's um, one that cannot be explained. I went with my favorite. What? This isn't like best. This is my personal favorite nature film. I said Pocahontas. And I I, I hate the movie. I don't even understand why. It's not a ever... nature film. Well, nope. Yeah, pretty indefensible. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess, guess it you depends do. who you ask. Uh, thanks, Bob. <laughs> See, thanks, Bob. Um, anyways, I have no comments about that. Jay said Tarzan, which one could argue is not also a nature. Film. It's almost further away than Pocahontas. Uh, and then, of course, we had a bonus ep- uh, bonus pitch. I don't know who this was. All of us. Oh, I think uh, we just. None, I think we all agreed that Wally was clearly a, a movie about conservation and and the decline of civilization due to uh, over capitalism and 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 and, and over production of crap. And I think that was it. We just all agreed that Wally was a fantastic film. I feel like I could live on the Atsium. You, pup? Oh yeah, I do it every day of my life. <laughs> I already roaming around in one of those chairs. Yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> Robot, give me my smoothie. Thank you. Let's go. As long as I'm not using paper straws up there, because that would ruin the smoothie experience for me. That, that's that's a hundred percent true. Uh, well, yeah, they just threw them on Earth. That the plastic Cor- straws. That's what correct. <laughs> uh, so that was episode five. Uh, conservation conversation. Have a listen. It was fun. Like I said, fast forward if you want to get through some parts a little dry. That's okay. We no, learned. I think you're right. There's a lot of good information in that. Again, it, it was a different style what we were doing at the time i think i mean we kind of went fun the first couple episodes and we kind of went and it's a very heavy episode if you've listened like the first four weeks we mm-hmm. just turn around and bam we're, we're talking conservation for an hour and 40 minutes it's i think going back you know, i think going back it might not be a bad listen because we've kind of expanded how we do the shows but at that point when that was the fifth episode we'd ever done that was a big ask of the listeners <laughs> agreed uh so fast forward, uh, you know, 12 months to episode 57, Earth Day at Disney World of April 2020. Uh, this time we went with four topics and uh, Jordana and Tim were, were pretty newer to the, the podcast and they joined in the Earth Day fun. And the first topic, I had the opportunity to break down Disney's Earth Day overview. Now, what happened here was a few things. Uh, this was when covid was just hitting and walt disney world in general had a lot of plans um in the parts um in their media and and a lot of other things that unfortunately they weren't able to do so i kind of broke it down uh 
April of 2020, believe it or not, with, was Earth Day, not Disney related, but Earth Day as a whole, 50th anniversary, which is pretty cool to be part of, right? Um, so that was really cool. We kind of talked about that and how Earth Day started as, as a whole. And at the same time, it happened to be Disney's Conservation Fund 25th anniversary. Um, so, so, so two really big anniversaries that we kind of wanted to highlight and talk about. And then we, again, like I mentioned, we went on and talked about uh, physically what was supposed to happen in the Disney parts. Uh, they had a lot of special events. They had a lot of specialty food items and, and things along those lines that they never came out with, but there was all plans to do that. Uh, we did a little bit more nature films overview. I don't know how we, we get away with that, but we did. Well, but Disney, I think we kind of covered nature. the new ones. Oh, yes, the newer ones. Yep, the Disney the newer ones, ones that came out last year because they released three or four of them last year. Penguins, Elephant, uh, Dolphin, Dolphin Reef, Reef, I think. Yeah, yeah. So. Dolphin that's right. excellent. And so right. actually, all, all those were excellent, to be totally honest. Yeah, I thought so. True, yeah, the, uh, the Penguins one I liked. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and then we uh, try to end that topic with... Um, Disney Earth Day on, in, on television, right? So National Geographic uh, and even on Disney Plus had a lot of things coming. Disney XD uh, and the Disney Channel had a lot of, like, Earth Day specials. They had uh, Big City Green Earth Day specials. They had that other one that kind of looks like that. That's like the mushrooms and fungus thing. I don't remember what it's called. If you're uh, not watching Big City Green, you're missing out. I, You know, that... I agree. It, it is an amazing show. I love that show. Yeah. Uh and then D23, uh, you know, Disney's kind of brand as well. They did a lot of advertising and, and, and promotional stuff they for Earth talks. Day. Yep, they had some guest speakers almost. Yep, yep, you're right. Some, yeah, some Tiffin documentaries. Talks. Tiffin yep. Talks, that's right. Yep, yep. With, with, with some of um, the... Joe uh, Rody, among others. Joe yep. Rody and many other cast members agreed. And then I have my Disney Experience app. i got to be honest, I have no yeah. idea what that means. During the closure, they kept um, adding That's features right. to my Disney Experience no. that you could use at home when the parks were That's totally right. closed. Uh, right. Different little games, trivia contests, crafts, <laughs> recipes, and stuff. So for April, a lot of those were Earth Day fun. Glad you remember, Tim. It's funny, just for a sidebar on this. So just to give people an idea of how we build episodes. Like, we were working on that Earth Day episode for a couple of weeks last year. And... There was serious talk about, Drew, you're not even doing this portion of it because mm. the park's closed. That's right. But then, but then we said, eh, there's a lot of good information there. Yeah. And this is no, it was all useless because none of it happened. Well, the the television stuff did happen. Right. But you're right, all the park stuff. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. like we kind of, so that was kind of, we did rewrite some of that too. I mean, just to give people an idea of how these Earth Day episodes this week came about much differently this is only this has only been about a, a five day six day uh like, really put put together but the last couple of years earth day has kind of been a major undertaking for us here at the disney guys uncensored drew yeah it's um it's something that i think we all cherish in a weird way uh besides my bird issues there's nothing to talk about uh but no, I think we all respect mm -hmm. Earth Day, and I think we all respect Disney and and what they do. It's, it's very important to the Walt Disney Company, so I yeah. think that you know we need to honor it by talking about it. And they do new stuff every year. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, you guys almost got a top ten Mighty Ducks players instead of this episode. Hey, so that's still uh, that's still on the on the you know the schedule. One may say. Uh, all right. So topic two of this episode was uh, Jordana. She talked about turtles. That's right, folks. Sea turtles, uh, specifically over at the Vero Beach uh, nesting habitat. The the resort over there is a big sea turtle habitat mm -hmm. that helps uh, rehabilitate and help really help breed. Them. 
breed. That's the word I'm looking for. Yep. Thank you, Tim. One um, of the biggest hatching sites that's protected by yep. the federal government and Disney uh, in the U.S. And a, a big draw to Vero Beach's high season at that DVC resort is to to watch the turtles hatch mm-hmm. and do their walk across the beach into the water by the hundreds. So you're saying that a group of primarily female turtles will breed? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if you can watch the breeding no, and no. you, you watch the eggs hatch, bub, and all the baby <laughs> turtles scoot along the beach. But again, how do you know how do you know they're part. all girls? Does somebody go onto the beach and lift the turtle skirts or something? I don't know what you're getting at, Bub. I don't you know what? Let's move on. Also, Bub, did you know that Epcot actually has a turtle rehab center? Uh mm-hmm. and there's some T C turtles there as well. Yeah. Uh and then uh we talked a little bit how uh you guys, the listeners, can uh help save the turtles you know they're, they're ironically they're... involves not using plastic straws and throwing them into the ocean right remember that video that came out I, a year or two ago oh, the, the stress, one the, of the, the few viral videos there gets me to like cry every time i see it like i just feel so bad for that turtle yeah that, that video was... is dreadful and difficult to watch oh god well you couldn't stop watching either that's the problem because no, you wanted to make sure the turtle was okay and then, and then you can hear the turtle crying in that video it sucks I hate you just have that. Just up your nose and pull it out with the tweezers. No, no, no. Like I, it's empathetic that oh, I, 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 I know. I'm sucks. just saying. Like I just feel terrible for Brutal. it. Brutal. No, I, I can't um, even get a COVID test with a schwab up my nose. You want me to throw up there? Uh, topic three, Tim. You talked about uh, my favorite place on earth, the land. And this is another one. Probably should have been its own episode. Um, but no, it was topic three on a show. Uh, talked a lot about the mostly the the farming side of things, yeah. the agricultural program, uh, the fish farming, um, the innovation they've done with tomato growing um, that still has not been topped, even though it was done in like the early 90s. And then we talked a little bit about the integrated pest stuff, which is what you they do with the Department of Agricultural Scientists that you occasionally see through the window that may or may not really be there. All I can remember or picture when we talked about that is is Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh with the, the stupid bud spray running around this garden trying to, <laughs> trying to get all the bugs and stuff. Hey, I like Rabbit. He's okay. He's a bastard. He kind of reminds me of you, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> good guy. <laughs> Deep down, he's a good guy, but That's fair. Uh, tough skin, tough skin. Uh, and then, Bob, you talked about animal conservation here. And I, I gave you some notes if you want to go through the you couple know, animals. I, I think, again, like Tim said, this probably could have been an Earth Day episode in and of itself with the work that they do over at Animal Kingdom. Mm. Like, they, And I'm looking at this now. We've done nine topics in two years. This year, we're doing four more. Like, we could have done Earth Day <laughs> topics for 12 years. And with one of these happening each time uh i know we talked about the rhinos a little bit the breeding program very successful breeding program with the rhinos mm. uh the tracking of elephants uh over in africa and, and here this is like really really good deep work they do uh the cheetahs that they raise funds for cheetah conservation and uh the zebras which i i i love a good zebra story I do. I love some. I love zebras. They're, they're one of my favorite animals. When I when I go to any, I just love them. And they're miserable. Maybe that's part of it. Like you know what it is. They're an you angry always, animal. You always see these comparisons to zebras with other animals. You're like, and then there's zebras. Just like they don't yeah. they don't do it. They don't have they're anything special. Horse, an ordinary striped horse. Yeah. They're special. They're fantastic. I like the fact that a zebra's stripes are as individualistic as your fingerprint. There's no two zebras that are the same. It's incredible. That's fair. 
Yeah. And then, yeah, just I think we talked about the species huh. survival plan that they have as well at Animal Kingdom. Just kind of, and you see the signs uh, that are part of the species survival program at, e- at each of the exhibits at, at Animal Kingdom. Uh, we, we touched on a lot of stuff last year, Drew. I really, and, and Tim too. I mean, you're right. By rights, outside of the turtles, there's no knock on, on Jordana's work, but outside of the turtles, all of these probably could have been their own episode. Yeah. I mean, the turtles definitely fits into like that random house borderline mouse. random house of mouse type thing. And even then, she did trim her turtle stuff, so she could have expanded the turtles to a full episode if need be. Like, I, I just, I think we've almost overdone Earth Day for the last two years. And this year we said, oh, Earth Day, we'll do Earth Week. And oh, here, here we are. And, right there, Bob, because yeah. Earth Week is what we decided to do this week, folks. We didn't want to provide just one episode. Um, so, Tim, tell the good listeners of the world what we're doing this week so this week besides giving you this recap episode this live facebook recap episode um there's plenty of content new this year on disney plus you could check out um there's the magic of disney's animal kingdom uh all the disney nature films at this point are up there i think every single one of them now is on the butterfly one yeah i mean i'm gonna check out the butterfly one um those are absolutely beautiful you know throw those on the tv even if you're just kind of half paying attention while you're doing something else around the house, those are some of the most visually stunning stuff you could put up. Um, Disney True Life Adventure series, and then obviously the entire National Geographic catalog is up on Disney. Tim, what's now. what's the True Life Adventure series? Refresh me on that one. Yeah. Um, that, but I'm not. That's the one I am Buff? not familiar with. So those Buff are the ones, on the West. Vanishing Prairie, the African Lion from the '60s that Walt did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. 50s and 60s that is what I thought the butterfly one was. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I did not yeah. realize that was what that so was. So I actually own all those on DVD as well. and But now they're on Disney Plus. I don't need the DVDs. But... I'll tell you what. Do you guys ever dabble in the National Geographic stuff on Disney Plus? Yes. The, even, even aside from like the nature shows, they have some really good, yeah. like, not, I don't know if series is the right word, but they have a lot of content. That's the there. right word. I mean, I would yeah. say National Geographic Channel could almost be its own streaming service separately, to be honest with you. It, it Well, at least in education, it was. Yeah. yeah. It saved every school system in the country a bunch of money because everybody canceled their Nat Geo subscriptions and yeah. just uses every teacher uses their yeah. Disney Plus. Well, this is the thing about Disney Plus, Drew, when you think about it, when you get past the, you know, the kids watching yeah. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Mickey and the Roadster Racers, and there's people saying, Disney Plus is for kids. No, that that's fair. Primarily, I think the target audience is families, not necessarily kids. But when the kids go to bed, and I'm not saying National Geographic Channel has, you know, adult themes, but like Tim just said, you can pop that on, and some of that stuff is exceptionally well done. Like, the National Geographic stuff well, is great. They have the weather ones on there. Correct. Some of the weather stuff's great. Like, it's it's fantastic. I think the problem is, Bub, is when, like you said, right, you know, aside from the Marvel and the Star Wars, you know, shows and stuff like that, when the kids do go to bed, everyone's like, oh, let me go put on Netflix and, and see what's on, right? Or, or Hulu or, or whatever it might be. But you're right. I think we uh, do that too, though. Th- we do. But, you know, like, and, and to Tim's point, this is one of these things, you know, a lot of people working from home lately. This mm-hmm. is like a, a, the perfect type of channel or shows to put on while you're working. Because it's yep. not going to draw all of your attention. You're going to catch it. You're going to catch a random fact like, oh, that's kind of cool. You're going to look over and see a good visual. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I agree with Tim on that one. That's a great background type uh, show. Yeah, or- and the, the, the big difference, because we get asked this sometimes, what's the difference between Disney nature films and Nat Geo? Now that Disney fully owns Nat Geo. And the difference is Disney nature films are 
made with the same philosophy that Disney approaches everything with, where they are telling a story. It may be a documentary, but they're still telling a story. They will name the animals. The animals will become the characters in that story. Mm-hmm. And there will be a, a start and rising action and falling action and a climax. And it will end. And it's very much a narrative movie. It's the same way they make rides, animation, live action movies, Star Wars, whatever. Now, Nat Geo is much more runs the gamut, but you're going to find, you know, much drier stuff, much more fact-based stuff, or, you know, it does, just doesn't need to adhere to that Disney mold. So mm-hmm. both of them are worth checking out, but they are different. And uh, Nat Geo is probably the better one to throw on in the background because um, it, it's less distracting. Um, but I, I love mm-hmm. the Disney nature stuff. Yep. Great. So... Aside from that, what you can look forward for us for Earth Week is we are going to be putting out four bonus episodes and then concluding with next week's episode. I think we're doing so three, bonus, three bonus episodes, then. Three, no. Oh, th- uh, three bonus episodes. I'm sorry. Yeah, let, let's not oversell the customer. <laughs> here. Come on. I mean, uh, I can't go record a fourth bonus. <laughs> three bonus episodes and... Uh, Next week, the first bonus episode is going to be the famous manatees of uh, the the Living Seas Pavilion, brought mm. to you by Drew. Mm. That should be coming out Wednesday. After that, I'll be talking about Rafiki's Planet Watch, a topic that I'm shocked in 109 episodes has somehow never managed to come up on this show. And I, uh, I feel like they might have mentioned it in the, in episode five, but I, I I can't be positive. It's changed a lot over the years. Yeah, I would say they because it was closed for a while and redone. Yeah. And honestly, it's one of those things that um, we skipped over on a couple of trips just because it's so out of the way. But it's totally it's, worth checking out. It's time consuming. Right? That's it. that's the problem. It's a little time. You have to take the cog railway up there. Yeah. And then um, after that, we have the Disney's Decade of Conservation, and then. That'll uh, so Rafiki's Planet Watch will be on Thursday. Decade of conversation conservation will be on Friday, and then next Tuesday we will talk about Pandora, the world of Avatar, and uh, how it ties into Animal Kingdom's philosophy of conservation as well. Correct. In in a very meaningful way, yeah. and, and also in a uniquely Disney way. Yep. Um, Correct. So, so I that mean, is the Disney guys Earth Week plans. Five episodes in seven days uh we hope you guys enjoy it we wanted to kind of separate it this way to be a little bit more fun different different approach yeah. a little engaging well, i think it makes it a little more accessible for people to listen in 10 minute 15 minute clips yeah those yes. are gonna be little bite-sized episodes so we're, yep. we're shooting for you know 10 to 15 minutes if you're a patreon you follow along with our wandavision series similar to that you know yeah where the absolute longest one was was under 20 minutes and the fun part is we did something different they're all solo podcasting um i mean bub and i have already recorded ours yeah. They're Mine's both, in the can, baby. They're under 10 minutes, uh, and Tim's will be a little bit longer just since, you know, the Planet Watch has such uh, more details to go through. But this is exciting. You know, you know, if this is something that you guys really liked on on doing a, a smaller recap episode with, with a little bonuses during the week, I, you know, we could be open to do this in the future for, for a different topic of, of some sort. Next year's Earth Week celebration. Maybe. Just <laughs> maybe. Um, I don't so, know. Disney keeps throwing around the term Earth Month this year, so be ready. Your Earth Next year. year. There we go. <laughs> Earth year before you know it. Um, so thank you, Tim. And Bob is here to talk to us about Bob? the Disney Wilderness Preserve, Drew, which mm. this is kind of one of those things that we talk about when Disney, like we talked earlier, buys property and kind of to offset their building purposes. They've actually purchased land 
over near uh, Kissimmee, a little bit further off property, and it's 11,500 acres of land, uh, and it stands as a testament not only to Disney's love of nature, but also to the power of cooperation, perseverance, and innovative thinking. Um, Drew, it is funny because this has actually become the national model for sustainable development and state-of-the-art conservation management. We've talked about it before already on this episode. When Disney builds something and misplaces an animal of some sort, they have this huge, almost 12,000-acre plot of land over in Kissimmee that they already kind of account for mm-hmm. with their with – their, management of it it is home to more than 1000 species of plants and animals and is an essential part of the everglades ecosystem and contains 3500 acres of restored wetlands that act as nature's sponges capturing rain and filtering out nutrients and replenishing our groundwater so this is a huge plot of land that does a lot of things in a natural way um, it, it's a really cool place. You can actually visit the Wilderness Look, Preserve, it, it, too. Bob, you stole that out of my brain. Yeah. Is this something that we can go and explore? Yeah, I, I don't know. With the, with, with, with the corona regulations and being in Florida, probably there aren't probably any regulations to go to this or not. But I, I don't know what the necessarily the schedule is to let you in. It, it is... But it's like on, a legit, you can go, like yeah. sign up or, or go... Yeah nature yeah. trails or whatever it might yeah. be i want to say it's right around 20 bucks if i remember correctly it's they get, charge you a scam i mean they they, they charge a lot of places I mean, they charge yeah, you to it's, go to it's zoo disney you didn't think it was gonna be free yeah. <laughs> uh, i guess it's probably going back into the funds right yeah so it, it is funny though drew because this used to be an 8500 acre cattle ranch that was at the head of the greater Everglades watershed where this is. And the ranch was, uh, the ranch was initially in the early nineties, uh, slated for extensive residential and commercial development, which would have really been irre- caused irreparable damage to the wetlands area. Uh, and as well as the destruction of significant habitat of the endangered plants and wildlife. So really anyone up here locally. And I think Tim and, and Drew, you guys closer to Connecticut in Connecticut, if you think about the areas over in Mystic at the aquarium, they have the little reed area. You walk through the little wetlands area. Oh, Roger Williams Park Zoo has an entire wetlands walkthrough. Oh, I mean, God. almost any zoological place you go to or an aquarium you go to has wetlands. I, I can't stress the importance of what wetlands do for local area and wildlife. They're, they really are very important. So I think it's really, really cool of Disney to have this almost 12,000 acre site uh, kind of right off their property. You can go visit and check out things that is as great a job as animal kingdom does at keeping things as natural as they can. This truly is uh, a natural preserve that you can walk around and, and visit and see some of the really cool wildlife and the, and the, the botany and the flora, the fauna uh, of central Florida. Hmm. Lovely. Yeah, lovely stuff. Hey, you know what? Next time you go to Walt Disney World, set aside a day. Say, you know what, folks? We need to go see the Wilderness Preserve. Screw going to Animal Kingdom. Let's go see the real thing. Yeah. And uh, for a small price of $20. I mean, so- by all means, go to Animal Kingdom as well. They do a great job. <laughs> uh, but when you can't get your park ticket due to capacity limitations, yes. uh, you tell the grandparents, sorry, we don't have room for you. You can go walk around nature for an, uh, <laughs> a, a day. <laughs> uh, 
All right. I mean, folks, Earth Week, we're excited. Uh, we hope you really kind of enjoy this little recap, some new information here, kind of a fun little take. Bob, Tim, any other last Earth Day, Earth Week, Earth Month, Earth Year comments or anything uh, you guys want to say? I'm just happy we continued the Disney Guys Uncensored tradition of doing an Earth Week episode. And I hope you guys enjoy these little bite-sized bonuses and will join us back here next week for Pandora. Yes, absolutely. Bob? Yeah, you know, Drew, I'd like to leave us with the the great words of Walt Disney that you've probably heard people talk about conservation. Well, conservation isn't just the business of a few people. It's a matter that concerns all of us. Yeah, I think I think that hits home, right? Um, and I think that happens starts in your own community, and and I agree, Bob. Uh, you know, Earth Day is a lot of a lot of people overlook, and, and I'm not saying you have to go out there and, and, and be crazy, but uh, you know, it's it's Thursday of this week, and you know, start small, do something even if it's in your own yard, your own property, and uh, you know, don't throw birds' nests into the woods like I do. But it's uh, that's another story for another day. Also, with all due respect, save the dandelions. Uh, you know, I, that that's tough to tell when you have kids, but you got um, you, know, you got to save the dandelions for the bees. That's their first source of of nectar and pollen when they get up here. So you got to save the dandelions best you can. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> go for it. Save the dandelions. Let's start the start the the spread of save the dandelion. Can we do that on a t-shirt, right? If you're still listening. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Earth Week at the Disney's Uncensored. That is going to wrap up this episode. Uh, and as always, like we'd love to say. Thanks for listening to the Disney Guys Uncensored. The Earth is alive. And I vow to keep it that away. I take the first step. You meet me halfway. This planet is our only home. So everywhere we roam, we gotta make it known. Make it known. The Earth is alive.